0: mobilized by the secret masters they are
1: the department of nerdly affairs
2: hi all rob here i apologize for the episode being a little late i uh unfortunately came down a little sick this week you can probably hear it in my voice and so i just wanted to uh, apologize for that also i want to add a few notes for this episode This show is a little different than what we tend to do on the DNA podcast. Usually we're a more history and pop culture focused show, but Don and I both share a long time fascination with the supernatural, and have read about it quite a bit over the years in our own way. So when Don told me he knew a spiritual medium, I was all over the idea of getting her on the show to explore the unknown, and Mary was kind enough to join us for what turned out to be an amazing interview just before Christmas last year. We had a great time, and discussed some really interesting things, and Mary herself is an incredibly charming and intelligent person to talk to about the subject, so it was great. Unfortunately, due to my recording software updating itself right before the interview and screwing up all of the settings, the audio for that interview was totally unusable, which kind of sucked. But Mary is a great sport, and so when we got the chance to set up another interview to try again, we did it, and this time it all seemed to go off without a hitch. And in all honesty, this interview is even better than the first one. The first one covered more topics, but this one's more in-depth, and I'd say a lot more fun. However, when I went to edit this episode, I discovered that once again, a mysterious error had cropped up. In this case, my audio, which to Mary and Dawn during the interview sounded just like it does to you right now, is weirdly distorted and blown out. Dawn and Mary sound perfectly normal, but on my end, it's total crap. So, I debated what to do, and in the end I decided that the sin of wasting this great interview was worse than subjecting your ears to a few dozen lines of poor quality audio. Also, while my audio is horrible at the beginning, it does get somewhat better as it goes along, and I've done some tricks to soften some of the harshness, which will hopefully help a little bit. But I'm not going to lie to you, it's pretty bad. If you can't handle it, I totally understand, and you can tune in to the next episode when Don pulls a little trick on me and our friend Chad that none of us saw coming. However, if you do, you're totally going to miss a great episode. And really, I suggest listening to the whole thing. Where else are you going to hear an actual discussion about how many ghosts haunt North America's busiest highway, the 401, and what it's like to drive on a highway that's filled with ghosts? How cool is that? Speaking of which, I feel I should put in a small disclaimer here. Like Mary herself says, everything she talks about is just one point of view about the supernatural. This show neither disputes nor endorses Mary's views and does not encourage the practice of magic or treating the supernatural like a toy or game. There's a lot we don't understand about the world we live in, but there is one thing that always seems to be true. Actions have consequences. And remember that before you try something stupid, Like playing with a Ouija board. Okay. Now that we've got that covered, on with the show. And again, sorry about the poor quality audio at the start. Really, it gets better, I promise. Cross my heart, I swear. Hello, operatives, and welcome to the Department of Nerdly Affairs. I'm your host, Rob Patterson, here with my co-host, Don Chisholm. Yep. And today, we've got an extra special guest. Psychic medium Mary Bizarre is here with us today to discuss her background and her explorations into the unknown. Welcome to the show, Mary. Hi. So, Mary, why don't we start off with you telling us a little bit about yourself. So, how did you become a psychic medium?
3: Well, that's kind of interesting, Rob. Um, I had no previous experience. I did not see spirit as a child. Um, Nothing. Nothing paranormal happened to me. I had my my last child, I had a cesarean section with no anesthetic. It didn't work. Oh, yeah. So trauma, yeah, trauma opened up something for me. Um, I came back to work, and I was dealing blackjack at the time, and started to pick up people's emotions. So imagine what that is like. I'm sitting across from angry gamblers Mm -hmm. and picking up all their emotions. So I would go home and cry and think I was losing my mind. I wanted to go on antidepressants because I thought I was crazy. I didn't understand what was happening to me. I bet, yeah. So synchronicity happens. I switch departments and I start to talk to people about different things. And things just happen to fall hmm. into place. I happened to go to this healing healing night at a church. Mm-hmm. And they were doing something called Reiki, which is the therapeutic touch, hands-on healing. Right There I met... Somebody who invited me to sit in a meditation circle, and then I started attending services at this spiritualist church. Mm -hmm. And there is where I met my teacher and mentor, Margarita Arno. Oh, wow. Who taught me everything I know.
2: Now, what's Margarita's background? Sorry.
3: No, that's okay. She was brought up in Trinidad, and mm-hmm. she has a very staunch Catholic background. Um, a lot of her family were nuns and priests who were involved in exorcisms. Wow. Um her, her mother is Hindu. Her father was Portuguese. Her mother was a natural-born medium. Wow. So she taught her a lot of metaphysical stuff. They learned a lot of stuff on, on the island. Um, some of the people that worked for them were into voodoo. Mm-hmm. So she learned a lot of that, too. She went to um, Catholic school and then she went to New York to study with Clifford Bias, who is um, an incredible psychic medium. And she came over to to New York in, I believe, the 50s, late mm-hmm. 50s, maybe early 60s. I can't remember the date anyway.
2: <clears throat> so you think she's not a young woman then?
3: No, no, no. She's in her 80s. She's in a nursing home. She's got dementia. She's in her 80s now. Mm. Um, I met her 18 years ago Mm -hmm. after I had my my last child. And so she studied, and she also studied in England. She went to Arthur Finley's College in England. So Mm. she's got a huge metaphysical background. Mm -hmm. So she took me under her wing, taught me pretty much everything I know, and I guess the rest is history.
2: Okay. Wow, well, that's fantastic. <laughs> well, it really is synchronicity that you met the right person you need, needed at the right you time. Know,
3: they, that's what they say when the student is ready, the teacher will come. And it and it hmm. all kind of really fell into. And I don't believe in coincidence. It all kind of fell into a really weird pattern. Like it was really cool how it all happened.
2: Hmm. Okay. That's fantastic. Like
3: dun dun duh, You know. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Okay, so okay, so let's continue your story then so you're mm-hmm. you meet her and she's starting to help you understand your abilities or what your situation is. Uh, what happens next?
3: She teaches me meditation mm-hmm. um, I learned Reiki I learned that that opened up a lot of psychic ability too that getting into the hands- on healing opening up energy channels that that opened up some stuff for me too. She taught me to read tarot um. No, hold, hold on a sec.
2: To Sorry, just interrupt again. But when you're doing this at this stage, are you? Is your focus to try to get rid of this? Like you consider this like a burden that you're, or almost a, a disease. Disease is the wrong word, but a curse that you're trying to get rid of. Or...
3: No, Mm-mm. no at all. It was a wonderful gift. Once I understood what it was. Once I understood mm-hmm. that I'm not crazy and I'm not the only one. Right. Once I understood how to turn it off at work. Um, Because that was really difficult. That was really, really to to be able to shut that down, working in the building that I work in Mm -hmm. with all those people, not only angry gamblers, there's angry staff.
2: Oh, I believe that. So
3: (laughs) picking, (laughs) Dawn's giggling, picking up that energy, too. It sucks the life out of you. So learning to shut it down. Learning to turn it off, that was mm-hmm. a skill in itself. I bet. That took a long time because I would go home exhausted and, and emotionally spent crying,
1: mm-hmm.
3: feeling achy like I had been beaten up. And I had to learn to shut that down. And getting out of dealing, that was one of the best things I ever did because I it was not conducive with my personality.
2: Just to note, folks, she's talking about dealing cards, not dealing drugs. <laughs>
3: Yeah, blackjack and poker. Blackjack and poker. That's like,
2: so mm. yes, I can see not dealing with people under those circumstances would make a big mm-hmm. deal. Um, although, would not you be able to tell when people are cheating?
3: You know what? I don't know. I never. I'm. I don't know. I never came across that. I never had anybody really cheat at my table. Not that I was aware of.
1: Mm, okay.
2: Well, if they're really good, you wouldn't be aware of it, I guess.
3: Hmm. That's a really good question. No, I just. I think I was just so bombarded by. Mm. anger and I just kind of shut down. I didn't right. want to know, I didn't want to see. I just I'd make it stop, make it stop.
2: Right. Now, I how did
3: th- not understand it?
2: Now, how did this affect your family life? Like you're married, I assume?
3: Yes. Well, that's a really interesting story because at first, I didn't go to my husband with what was happening to me. I kept it quiet because I right. thought I was crazy and he would think mm. I was nuts. Right. And so it took me a long time to be able to explain to him what was happening to me and then once he saw I got control of it I got better at it I got to be able to not to use it but okay yes to use it to my advantage Mm -hmm. it he said it made him feel like I appreciated him more it made him feel like I treated him like he was more important I
2: see well that
3: was really cool hmm. so I don't understand how that worked but he said whatever the change came over me he felt more important
2: Okay. Mm. that may be because when you of course you were first experiencing this you would become very self-focused and withdrawn yes. that happens with many yes. people who experience yes. like mental illnesses and mm-hmm. and they literally shut themselves off from the world because they're so busy dealing with their inner pain that they absolutely. don't absolutely yeah and so what may have happened is you withdrew and then you've come out again and now maybe you're also more empathetic maybe you actually do understand him more
3: and yeah yeah and he sees maybe he sees me helping a lot of people and and mm. that makes him proud. You know, there's that other too. things too.
2: Yeah, that that's good. So he is supportive then mm-hmm. of what you do. Very
3: supportive. Yeah, he created this room that I have that I do my readings in. Mm-hmm. He's very very supportive of all that I do.
2: Right. And how about your children then? How do they feel about this?
3: Um my youngest one is kind of indifferent to it. She she just kind of looks at me kind of sideways. Mm-hmm. And my oldest my oldest one is a little bit curious. She was more interested when she was younger. Now now she's <clears throat> kinda of one foot in, one foot out. I mm-hmm. think she thinks it's interesting, especially if her friends think it's really interesting.
2: hmm Right. Is she a teenager yet?
3: My my one is twenty five and my one is nineteen. Oh, okay. So yeah, they're both yeah, beyond they're being good. teenagers, so Yeah. They're,
2: yeah. They're at the point where they can understand. Sorry, Don, go.
0: Mm-hmm. I was going to say, well, there's a
2: question, too. Uh,
0: Has any of them ever shown any aptitude Mm. for this sort of thing?
3: Well, my oldest daughter, Jessica, has her first degree in Reiki. So she can do healing. And my youngest daughter, Catherine, she had a natural ability as a child. She hasn't shown so much of it now. But as a little one, she used to see spirit and used Mm -hmm. to tell me stuff. And um, I had to clear out upstairs. There was something coming in. And waking her up every single night at the same time and making her scream like crazy. And for years, she wouldn't go upstairs. We moved her downstairs. She wouldn't go back upstairs. Hmm. Just this year, she moved back upstairs. Hmm. And Hmm. she would be able to put the heat that would come from her hands. She had this natural healing ability.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, interesting.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But not so much anymore. Now, she's very focused on school. She's... Right. History, history, history. So, you know, maybe later on in life, something will come out. Uh, either one of them.
2: Right. right. Yeah. Right yeah.
3: now, you know, they got things going on. I mean, at, at their age, I wasn't interested in any of this stuff either.
2: Oh, yes. Exactly.
3: Busy. Very busy, you know. I <laughs> had a baby at this age.
2: Right. Oh, a little focused. Hmm. <laughs> so, you mentioned seeing spirits. So, we should probably talk about that then. So... What was your first experience seeing a spirit then? Like you said, you felt these people all around you at Mm -hmm. the casino, at your work. Mm -hmm. But were you seeing ghosts at the casino? Where were you seeing spirits? Tell us about that.
3: Not, Not at first. The first time I ever saw one was in my house. Right. I was sitting on the floor in my living room and Katie had been up fussing. So I was sitting on the floor with her just trying to quiet her down. And a man came through my, now my front porch, there's windows, and there's my front porch. He came through that little bit of wall between the window and the front door. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, there's a foot in between there. There's just that brick came mm-hmm. right through that wall. And he looked like the bee, and I'm not, I swear to God, he looked like the bee feeder man off the gin bottle. But instead of being in black and red, he was all in browns.
2: Right. Okay. Scared,
3: the life out of me i bet i almost had an asthma attack i'm on the floor going i'm okay i'm okay i'm okay i'm okay i became like rain man it was it was unreal because it scared me i I was not expecting it i was very relaxed you know and and he just looked at me he didn't say anything he just looked at me and then Mm -hmm. he was and then i closed my eyes really tight you know like a child i can't see you you can't see me and i opened my eyes and he was gone
1: right Uh. because
3: i was not prepared i was not Mm -hmm. Looking for it, I was not asking for it. It just happened, and then it was a long time after that before I could see spirit again.
2: Right now, did you see that particular spirit again? Would he would he pop up another time?
3: Yes, he was one of my guides that had come around. I had somebody explain it to me because I thought, "Am I nuts? Did I really see this?" So I went to see somebody
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
3: who was well advanced psychic who explained to me, and I didn't tell her who it was. I didn't describe him. I said. I saw something and she told me what I saw. So then I knew, yes, okay, you're, you're legit, you're real. You know what I'm talking about. Right. Because sometimes when you see, and that's a whole other topic about you give them too much information, they just read your body or they read right? It, they fill in the blanks. You know what I mean? Mm, but I right. just let her do the talking. I said, I saw something and she told me what I saw.
2: Yeah, that's a good test. Now, just to take a step back, what exactly are guides? Like you just mentioned okay. guides. What are they?
3: Mm-hmm. well, we have different um spirit friends, spirit helpers if you if you will that's a really good way, simple way to mm-hmm. explain it, and they come in and they learn and grow with us as we have a learning process, they also have a learning process now, some right. of them are with you for a whole life mm-hmm. some of them are with you for just a short period. Um, you have medical doctors, chemical doctors, physical doctors, you have Indian braves, you have your gatekeeper. Who protects you keeps keeps you safe from from mm-hmm. unwanted energies unwanted spirits you have your master teacher you have your doctor of philosophy and then there's other guides that come in and grow at different different periods of your life if you're changing careers if you're having mm-hmm. children if you have trauma in your life so they'll they'll come and assist with different things
2: right okay now question then something just occurred to me is it possible that some of these guides are actually just another manifestation of your own spirit of your own consciousness that that's it's almost like you're creating them yourself not i'm not saying all of them but that some of them are actually kind of there are another aspect of you that's coming out like your own subconscious
3: not from anything i've ever studied but hey anything's possible
2: Oh, sorry. That's just a thought that just came to me. That is a
3: really interesting thought. I never thought about that before, Um, but I have never come across anything like that,
2: Okay. even Hmm. in
3: doing readings Mm -hmm. or in anything I've ever read or studied or been
2: taught. Because it just seems to me odd to me that, you know, these supposedly, we'll call them sentient or self-aware mm-hmm. be- ghosts would just spend their time hanging around you know teaching people and helping other you know, mortals so to speak now maybe that's the way the system works i don't know but it just occurred to me that it would make more sense this is just me being logical i'm sorry yeah. that if, yeah. if if the um it would, make, it would make more sense if what we're you're really looking at is different aspects of your own consciousness your own spirit or maybe even past lives so they're ever they are connected to you they are a part of you and so you're you're manifesting them and this is just simply a way to interact with aspects of yourself or your spirit or your consciousness or whatever
3: that's a really good question i'm going to have to uh, investigate that
2: that's sorry that's that's just a no, thought that i had that's
3: really 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 interesting real I, and when you say that my mind automatically goes to doppelganger which is a mm. uh, which which is another part of like like seeing yourself double or a ghost of yourself mm-hmm. or another energy of yourself, but that's does not that happen really very often? I've never come in contact with one ever.
2: Okay, mm-hmm.
3: but it doesn't mean it doesn't happen just because I didn't see it. Right, I haven't seen the Pope and apparently he's there too. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah I, I'm not, it. not being flippant. No, no, but, hmm. but I've never heard or seen or come in contact with anything like that. Now I've seen past lives of people where I have seen images of what they've looked like in a past life and flashes Mm -hmm. of it, but not around them in their energy field.
2: Right. Mm -hmm.
3: Supporting them. Hmm. I've had people that were had past life with them that have come back to help them. Wait so a second.
2: If it's a past life, though, if it's a past life, isn't that just that person's spirit? How can the past life be separate from the main person? I don't, I don't understand. Wouldn't they? Isn't that the, all your past lives? Aren't they just you? Like they're just your spiritual evolution as you're working along? Or do I under, do I understand yep. it wrong?
3: No, you're absolutely right. But what I'm saying is, some of the guides have spent a past life with you. You know them ah. from a past life. Okay.
2: Okay, exactly. they're friends from Whoa. past lives. Okay, I got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Sorry, Don. Mm-hmm. I keep interrupting you. Please go. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> oh, I was going
0: to say, um, I oh, a couple things. One of the the us oh,
3: backtrack. Go ahead.
0: What <laughs> one of the uh, the theories, and and you can uh, hopefully elucidate on this a little bit, is when you mention spirits, people automatically think you're talking about like a ghost or the spirit of the dead but there's also um the the common term i've seen for them would be um what's called an elemental mm-hmm. which some cultures would refer to that like a like a, a demon or like like a like a like a woodland spirit if you go mm-hmm. to the more nativist animist, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's it's possible if if you've got um i would think a guide it could be either of those and and what i've heard too is that say uh the elementals the the natural occurring spirits a lot of times, they're affected by the, the the people, by the wills, by like the minds around them. That that shapes mm-hmm. them to a degree, and that affects them to a degree.
3: Mhm. Yeah, that... I've read stuff about that too. You can have little en- elementals, especially people that are closer to nature or closer to animals. Mm-hmm. They will attract elementals.
2: Hmm. Okay. People that are
3: avid gardeners, people that like their hands in the dirt will attract elementals, people that really, really want to help animals.
2: mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We'll end up with animal guides that stick with them. Um, You
3: can have power animals, too.
2: Okay, power animals, that sounds like something worth collecting.
3: Well, when (laughs) you do native studies, when you do shamanic studies and do journey work, which is meditation to the beat of a drum, Mm -hmm. And then you do it their way where you either go and then they they talk about the upper world, the middle world, the lower world, which doesn't mean heaven or hell. It just means different levels where you would come across different energy beings and you would enter into that world. You see an animal three times and that's supposed Mm -hmm. to be your your spirit animal. Mm hmm your totem animal, whatever you want to call it, because right, it's, yeah. it's all the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's really cool to do those kind of meditations. They right. they just take you uh, on a whole different level.
2: Right. Now, do you have a spirit animal?
3: Yes, I have two, actually. I have giraffe and I have a unicorn.
2: Giraffe. Okay, the g- g- giraffe part, I can, <laughs> giraffe part's interesting in and of itself, but we'll, 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 we'll put a pin on that. A unicorn, but unicorns don't exist.
3: But they do in journey work, and they do in metaphysical.
2: Oh, okay.
3: Just like dragon, just mm-hmm. like you know, all of those other metaphysical animals.
2: So again, those are reflections of human consciousness <laughs> and human ideas Absolutely. and such,
3: mm-hmm. as
2: opposed to being, as far as we know, anyway, real. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they are real well, in some other reality. All of
3: it is connected to your imagination, right? Depending right. on how you can project your imagination. How can you see a picture in your mind? Daydreaming. Mm-hmm. How do you project that picture in your mind? Your imagination has to open up, just like right. creating a painting or creating a story.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So it's it's all the same thing. So is it real? Is it your imagination? I don't That's know. Does true. it matter? Hmm. Hmm. I'm sorry. I'm just throwing all kinds. No, of- no, no, <laughs> no.
2: no to- just, just, just toss stuff out. This is awesome. Actually, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> yeah. um, no, because it does come down to yeah. I. I really do think that a lot of this stuff is stuff that... We, it's our the way our brain is shaping our perceptions of it. It's not really the way it mm-hmm. is, per se. It's the way our brain is interpreting it. Because our limited consciousness and awareness has to interpret it somehow. And this is just how we interpret these things. Which, again, would make sense why you would get things like unicorns, I suppose. But, yeah, you're a little far afield to have a giraffe as your spirit animal, though. That That is a little unusual.
3: Well... I don't know. They show incredible strength. They're, they're beautiful. They're majestic.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree with all of those. It's just we're on the wrong <laughs> continent for them.
3: I, they he you know he just showed his face to me and three times mm-hmm. right in my face. Right. I got this beautiful giraffe.
2: Wow. Well, okay. There you go. Because that's very cool. Yeah.
0: There's there's usually um when you have like like an animal totem or animal spirit there's usually um. The different animals represent ideals. And I think mm-hmm. the unicorn is it's uh like like uh spiritual cleansing and protection, if mm-hmm. I remember.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But, but the giraffe I don't know what that one is. <laughs>
3: that one I have to look up again in Animal Speaks, which I do have a copy of it somewhere, but I know it's it's the strength and the the long mm-hmm. neck could have something to do with that and the gentleness.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: But well, you're always sticking head, your neck out for other people. Mm. You know, I do. A lot.
2: So there we go. Maybe it's l- more literal than metaphorical.
3: And that, and that's true. And then they have issues with their neck and with their spine. Mm. And uh, I have four herniated discs. So go figure Ooh. that, right? Ooh.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've had that experience. Not fun.
3: No. No. But they're really beautiful, beautiful, wonderful mm-hmm. creatures. And I'm glad to have them around me.
2: I bet. Mm-hmm. I bet. Now, speaking of animals and such, so I've got a question from my wife, actually. she was I was mentioning about we were doing this interview with her, and she said, so to ask you, do our dogs, like our dogs and cats, our pets, basically, do they stay with us after they yes.
3: die? Yes, yes, they do. A lot of times they do. I know I've had, I had a little Cocker Spaniel, um, mm-hmm. Cockapoo as a child. He comes through every reading I ever have. Who's the little black dog with you? Oh. I had that dog when I was 10.
2: Wow. Yeah. Do people actually occasionally ask you? Do they see it sometimes?
3: Sometimes when I, um, yeah, when I have readings. But sometimes when I read people, Mm -hmm. I'll do something called the flame card. Okay. Which is they hold a little recipe, you know, the little flame recipe cards you get at the dollar store. Right, yeah. I have them hold it between their hands, and then I burn it over a candle flame. Mm -hmm. And images come up. Really, really cool. Really, really cool because it moves. I can watch it move and images form. And a lot of times... Pets will come through. Mm -hmm. I'll actually be able to describe what kind of dog it was, what kind of cat it was. Or one time when I was working with um, one of my my people from hospice, because I volunteer, people with end of life, I do energy work Mm -hmm. with them, Reiki. Mm
1: -hmm. I had
3: the cat come. The man had a cat, I don't know how many years ago, but I described what the cat looked like. The cat was right under my nose and I had an allergic reaction. Wow! Yes, yeah, I had hives and everything
2: from a spirit that, cat. That shouldn't be possible, but okay, sure, why not?
3: I'm, t- you know, they watched it happen, and all of a sudden I was congested, and I started mm-hmm. getting hives because this cat was rubbing itself in my face.
0: <laughs> Even on the other side, cats are you still know? dicks.
3: And and I I love animals. I'm just deathly allergic to cats, so I don't have cats. I have a dog. Right. And. This cat was all over me. He's like, oh, my God, are you okay? And it came up my neck, Mm -hmm. and it looked like somebody had beaten me. I had red blotches all over my neck, all over my face. I had to take an antihistamine. Yeah.
2: Hmm.
3: So it was a really strong, strong presence.
2: That's very odd. Okay.
3: It's Hmm. kind of cool. It's cool, you know. Yeah. But, you know, kitty cat, go away.
2: (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Hmm.
3: Huh. Yeah, I've had lots of animals come through.
2: I bet you have. Well, yeah. so our, so really, then...
3: It's really interesting.
2: Mm, I, yeah, it is. So then our pets really do. They, well, maybe not always, but they often just stay with us. And mm-hmm. while, while we're going... Although, there's an interesting question. When pets pass on, is it is that, again, part of the whole spiritual evolution thing? They will eventually be reborn themselves as other creatures or whatever? How does that work?
3: Well, what from you know? what I've read... Mm. From what I've read, usually they wait for you on the rainbow bridge. Okay. Which is a place where you you meet your your loved ones and your your pets and your animals. And it usually takes from what I've read, and I you know, just because I say it doesn't make it so, but just what I studied. Mm. At least 250 years between each life cycle before you're reborn again.
2: We have to wait 250 years to get reborn again?
3: Yeah, you need that time and and their time as opposed to our time is a flash oh. in the pan. Oh, okay. So time is very is very
2: different. Yeah, time moves at different speeds. Than, than okay. Are.
3: Very, very different. So yes, they would wait for you and yes, we do progress. So we've been everything. We've been mineral, we've been dirt, we've been we've we've had lifetimes as animals, we've had lifetimes as amoebas, we've had lifetimes as sand as so we've been everything, from what I've studied.
2: This sounds very Buddhist. Mm, or the, the, yeah, or Hindu. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hmm.
3: Well, I have that kind of background. I mean, my teacher was, her mother was Hindu. So right, if I yeah. have a little bit of that flavor, I've learned that too. And you know what? I don't believe one one religion has the the cornerstone on everything. I right. think. They all have something really good to offer. And if you take the best and, and brightest of each each thing mm-hmm. and and grow with that, I think that's awesome. So then you don't have a religion. You have a, a spirituality.
2: A spiritual outlook. Or, yeah, yeah, that, that yeah. sounds beautiful. Hmm.
3: Rather than stick to all the heavy dogma and the rules and regulations.
2: Mm.
3: Keep it simple. Just be nice.
2: Right. Now... Since you do some end of life work at the hospice, have mm-hmm. you actually been there when people have passed on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so did you see anything when that happened? Like, do you see like I
3: I saw a mist. It's it's the most cool thing.
2: Relatively oh, speaking. Some,
3: well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's 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 kind of like being there when they're born too. It's kind of a um, a privilege. You mm-hmm. can see very very faintly. A mist comes from either their solar plexus or from their forehead. Now, I've never seen it come from the forehead yet. I've only seen it come from the, the solar plexus, which is just right. above the belly button, right, the yes. energy, where you feel fight or flight, mm-hmm. right there. So I've seen it, and I've only been there twice, and and I've seen it there. But I do have a friend who's a nurse who sits in mm-hmm. meditation and stuff with me, and she has seen lots of it. So mm-hmm. I have only seen it twice myself, but she has seen she has seen lots more. But I've been there a lot when they're very, very close to death.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: I have been there um several hours before they die and I have seen um loved ones come and I've oh, been able okay. to describe because I'm watching their eyes
1: mm-hmm.
3: and, and then I can see in the corner who they're looking at. Right. And they recognize them and I'll say, There's a lady right there, blah 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 blah. And yes, yes, yes. And it's really cool to watch them look around and see the peace that comes over their face. Because going into the unknown is very, very scary. Yes. But you get a little bit of comfort knowing that they can see somebody coming for them, that they're not alone. Right. So you don't ever go alone. And, you know, that's everybody's belief system. It's just what I have seen. So, again, take it with a grain of salt. I'm not Hmm. trying to be preachy
2: right now, but I oh, hear Don a...
3: giggling I hear you giggling
2: back there <laughs> yeah. but you know, okay so sorry to continue my line of questioning then but mm. so but is it just their loved ones that come for them like is there such a thing as like the spirit of death so to speak or other spirits that come for the people who are dying or is it just their loved I've ones
3: I've never experienced a spirit mm. of death per se but mm. I have seen loved ones come in okay. my own experience that's good
2: okay I can work with that that sounds good <laughs>
3: Yeah, because I don't know if there's a spirit of death. I've never seen it, but there could be. Mm. But I wouldn't think it's scary like the Grim Reaper. I would think it's more a gentle kind of like you ever seen that program touched by an angel. Mm. And the angel of death, Andrew, he was very sweet and very gentle. Right. That's yeah. what I picture. Right. Like something very gentle and sweet. But then again, it depends on your belief system yes. because your imagination comes into factor. If you believe you are going to hell, then you are going to experience hell. Um, I just watched my stepfather pass away in in, um, August.
2: Oh, okay. Sorry.
3: And and, Thank you. And he was very, very afraid. Mm. Now, he lived a very hard life, blah, 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 sidebar. Anyway, he was raised staunch Catholic, so he thought he was going to go to hell for the things that he did. And Mm. we had to keep telling him. Let go. You're not going to hell. You're not going to suffer. You've been forgiven. Everything's okay. Because he was, you could see it. He was afraid. He was afraid. And then he would be looking around. And you could see he was looking around. And I was sitting with my sisters. And I'm like, put your hand over him and feel. And they actually got to experience the energies of beings around him. You could actually mm-hmm. feel it. Tangibly put your hand near mm. and feel the difference in the, air. I know it sounds crazy, oh. but we did. We did. And they got to be a part of that. Right. While he was dying. But to experience that, you know, you feel fear. So you're going to experience what you think you're going to experience.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. Because
3: you create it. You create it in your mind. Because you don't just die. You're a ball of energy. You just change. So you leave your body behind. But you're still you. So if Mm -hmm. you were a jerk in life, you're going to be a jerk in death. (laughs) So there's no hope, Don. There's no hope. They're all coming to find you. <laughs> I'm okay with that.
0: Bring them on. Yeah. Yep. But that, but that goes um. What you were saying, what Rob was getting at. I know that there's um a lot of Eastern religions mm-hmm. that there there's this idea that the afterlife is a bureaucracy because I've I've heard stories and read reports of uh, people who have had near death experiences and they get to the other side and there's like. A bureaucrat waiting for them, and then they get shuffled with it. It's it's just like going to the DMV here, kind of thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. Join the line.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yep. In the West, we call it purgatory. We don't picture it like a giant line, but I've I've heard reports from from others that that's what happens. And then the guy gets to the end of the line. And it's like you're not supposed to be here. And He goes back.
3: I've never read anything about that?
2: Right. So uh, there's a question then, Mary. So since you can communicate with spirits and that, do they ever tell you what happens exactly after we die? Like, have you I've ever seen had,
3: a... I've had some stuff where they haven't actually come back and told me step by step about what happened. Mm-hmm. Mostly what I get is I'm okay. And then they move on. Right. I've read channeled stuff. I haven't had channel stuff happen for me per se about what mm-hmm. happens when they die. Right. But I have had them come back. One of my ladies that I work with and actually spoke at her funeral after she passed came to my meditation circle and, and let me know she was okay.
2: Hmm. Okay. That's nice. Well, I guess the important thing is that there is an afterlife. I guess that's something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Or seems to be anyway. Hmm. Okay, then. So since there is this afterlife waiting for us, why do some spirits seem to stay in in this world why Why do we have ghosts then, or other spiritual beings here on the planet?
3: Well, that's because mostly because they don't realize they're dead and they're hanging on to something, hanging hmm. on to money, hanging on to a situation, hanging on to um, a table, a chair, hanging on to possessions, mm-hmm. so they don't realize that they pass or they pass traumatically. And they don't realize somebody that got knocked out of their body from an accident. They don't know that they're they're dead or they were murdered. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. A lot of trauma. Four hundred one. If you could see the spirits that wander the four hundred one, it's horribly sad.
2: Mm. It would look like Ned the Living Dead. I bet.
3: You know what? It does. Mm.
2: That, I hope you're not the one driving on the 401. That would be damn hard to drive with all these like spiritual zombies I, wandering around the place. I,
3: I, if I'm driving, I tune it out. But in a passenger, sometimes I can see. And sometimes I don't see full bodies. I see shimmers. It's, you know, like the heat off the, the road. Right. Mm-hmm. I see it as a shimmer of a shape.
2: Wow. Huh. Uh-huh. Uh, that's That would be uncomfortable.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... Hospitals are like that for me, too.
2: So, have you used this ability to actually help with some yes. um, hauntings and things like that?
3: Yeah, I have crossed over quite a few spirits. Yeah.
2: Okay, so why don't you tell us about that? About your experience as uh, working, helping with. I believe you work with the Windsor Paranormal Society, or I'm sorry, I've forgotten what it's called.
3: Spectral, Spectral Solutions. I've worked with them several times. Yeah. Yeah, Shannon and I are really good friends. She's the the leader of that group. Very very nice lady. Right. So. They'll call me in every once in a while if they have a situation that they think I need to come clear. Mm-hmm. Um, so I go in. <clears throat> I walk around the house first to see what I feel. Go sit in the room where I think or I feel or sense the most energy. I have mm-hmm. had experiences where there really isn't a haunting. It's it's somebody thinks it, somebody maybe needs some some help psychologically. I've had that right. experience too. <clears throat> but several times I've had to actually clear an energy out. I've had somebody hit me. I've had somebody shove me in the back. I've had my hair pulled. When hmm. I start doing the the ritual that I do to clear out the place, they come right at me. That's how I know for sure, for sure, there is somebody in here. If I start doing the ritual and nothing is happening, then I know let's just do this for them so that they know that I've done this, they can feel safe, and it's kind of mm. like a placebo.
2: Right, yeah. I can see that. <clears throat> but where I you're... use
3: the energy in there, then I, it takes me a little bit longer. Mm. I use the 91st Psalm. Mm-hmm. It's a psalm of protection. I make my own holy water. I go through and there's a, you know, I mentally work with them. I psychically work with them. I use this this prayer of protection And go through the house, room by room, corner by corner, and do my thing. And then I'm also psychically working with them, telling them to go. You know, go to the light. I try to tap into their loved ones to call somebody forward to come and get them. Because they're stuck in the house. And renovations. If you renovate an old house, this is where you're going to find. If there's somebody in your house, dollars to donuts, here comes the activity. When you start messing with an old house.
2: <clears throat> hmm. so you're suggesting buying old houses is not always the best choice
3: well no i'm not saying that either but just be aware that if you're mm-hmm. messing with an old house and you start doing renovations you could stir up something that you didn't know was there
2: right now you first you mentioned before when you saw your first spirit that he didn't say anything in that do spirits talk like can, have you actually mm-hmm. had a conversation with a spirit
3: uh yeah. yep yep
2: so in the case of when you're going to with Spectral Solutions, when you're communicating with some of these spirits, can you actually have a conversation with them?
3: Sometimes it's more um in my head, so telepathic. Sometimes right. I actually hear them and I will talk out loud to them. We had a situation at um with Spectral Solutions. We were in mm-hmm. um Heritage Village. Right, so highly, highly haunted. Really cool place. If you want to go experience some ghosts, go go there, even during the day. Highly, highly haunted.
2: Where oh, is Heritage it. Village?
3: That's in Essex.
2: Oh, okay, so it's this. Oh, so the it's museum, a museum.
3: It's the car museum, and then the village behind.
2: Okay, we're in southwestern Ontario. We were talking about Essex County. We yeah, have international listeners, so I just want to make make oh, that clear. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it's in the
3: city of Essex, actually. Okay. Yeah. And it's on the the main road in Essex. And don't ask me how to get there because I'm horrible with directions. I can get there, but I can't help anybody else get there. Hmm. But we were in the train station. They had brought this old train station there. So all of Mm -hmm. these homes, they made this little village of all these old, old homes. Jack Miner's house is there. Mm -hmm. They brought these old, 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 they're like log cabins, really cool old homes. The train station. Mm-hmm. there is a fella in there and I got his name verified by somebody who knows the area very well who knows the history mm-hmm. he came up The we were in the big train station and this male energy came up behind me and I could see him with a cup and saucer and all mm-hmm. I could smell was whiskey and he's breathing on the back of my neck and I had to tell him to back off and you're not fooling me and I said it right out loud you're not fooling me I know what's in your teacup and all I could smell was this whiskey Mm-hmm. and sure as heck his name was whiskey jack <laughs> and i got that verified later right we go into the one of the houses it's called the the Waggett. i believe it's called the Waggett house mm-hmm. and the dining room table is all set up and there's a female energy in there who loves these dishes mm-hmm. you go anywhere near that table and and you feel like somebody shoved you in the chest mm-hmm. you have to ask permission to touch the dishes
2: really yes wow.
3: yeah she makes all the cupboard doors open and close mm-hmm. it is so cool
2: so so yeah, cool. yeah that is no but you keep mentioning male and female energy what does our gender stay with us after we die
3: well yeah because you stay the same as who you are until you're reborn into a different a different sex oh,
2: okay so so we can be reborn into any other Absolutely. sexes and such oh yes but, yes yes but yes but we stay, okay, I see your point. As long as we're still, until we're reborn, we still, still have that male or yes, female until, energy or until, whatever. Yeah,
3: until you cross over and, you know, do what you have to do and then decide whether or not you're going to be, become again. Because mm-hmm. you don't have to come again. Right. You can stay on the other side. Right. So if you don't want to be born again, that's completely up to you. Mm-hmm. But she's, uh, she's something else, that one.
2: <laughs> I bet. Wow. Mm-hmm, it's really cool. And obviously, you're not trying to get rid of her because she's part of the she's part of the show.
3: Well, it's not it's not my place to get rid of her. It's not my I could mm-hmm. cross her over if she wanted to cross over, but it's not my space. I haven't been invited to do that.
1: Mm.
3: So, so you're not just, interfering. No, I so don't interfere where I'm not supposed to.
2: We're not supposed to. So if you were sitting, let's say you're sitting at the. We'll say the train station, for example. Not that train station, but a regular train station. And you see a ghost wandering around. You don't... You just sit there and watch it. You won't make any effort to actually find out why it's there or to help it go across or anything like that.
3: Not unless it came to me.
2: Right. And can they sense that you can see them? Are they aware aware that you are different? Mm -hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm.
1: Okay.
3: Yep. They'll come and sometimes I'll have... This is very, very uncomfortable for me when Mm. I'm at work or when I'm out and I'm just me. I'm not I'm not practicing anything. I'm not doing anything. I'm minding my own business. Right. You have a spirit come and it's like a little child pestering you. Tell them, Mm -hmm. tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them. And you feel like an idiot. You feel embarrassed and you're like, oh, my God, I'm making myself so vulnerable right now. Right. They're going to treat me like I'm a freak. Excuse me. So and so is here. I'm really not crazy, but I need to tell you this. And so far, it's been okay. So far, nobody's took a swing at me. So mm-hmm. far, nobody has run from me screaming. So far, they have been very welcoming, and, and it's been really good. But I really don't like doing that. Yes. You know, like like Long Island Medium walks up to strangers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. work that way. I don't walk around tapping into your energy. I don't want to. I don't want to know what's going on around you. I want to mind my own business. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: If you don't invite me in and I tap into you, that's me invading your privacy. And it's wrong. It's unethical. It's wrong. And you're opening yourself up to all kinds of crap. Mm.
2: Mm.
3: Bad karma, Mm. whatever you want to call it. I am mind my own business. I shut it down. I'm at work. I'm shutting it down. Right. So if something comes through, then I know it's something really, really strong, and somebody needs to hear it. I really don't like doing it.
2: Right. Hmm. Now, speaking of bad stuff and that, have you actually ever encountered demons? Like your like actual, we'll call it evil?
3: Um, only the one one experience I had in Boston, and I cannot find the picture. I'm going to have to ask Shannon again for that mm-hmm. picture. It was her and I. We went to Boston.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, for Halloween, of course, we went to Salem. we went to mm-hmm. you know this is my kind of trip, right, Lizzie Borden's house, right. mm-hmm. so <laughs> like, that's my Halloween fun, so we go to Boston and we're in the oldest cemetery in Boston, and it's it's not Devil's night, but it's the night before Devil's Night. It's mm-hmm. pouring down rain. She took a picture and she caught something, and I guess i was I was pacing and wringing mm-hmm. my hands, and she said, "What's the matter with you?" and I said, "I don't know, but I don't like it in here." Mm-hmm. I want to go. I don't want. I don't want to be here. I'm uncomfortable.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And we looked at her pictures later, and I was really glad it wasn't on my camera mm-hmm. because whatever it was, it was small and it was not human and it was very, very weird looking.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm not right. going to
3: say it looked like a devil, but it was small and it it wasn't human mm-hmm. and it was scary and it was kind of like a, a shadowy figure, but it was little. It was little, maybe two feet right. high. And I didn't like it, so I, I gotta try and get that picture to dawn.
2: Right. Okay. Yeah. Please do. Because uh, I had being... it.
3: I had it a couple of times, and it's gone. It disappeared again. See, this is normal for me. It disappears. It disappearing.
2: It keeps disappearing. Yeah. yeah okay. But you must have like if you're going to haunted houses, you must have encountered some. Okay, maybe not evil spirits or demons, but spirits that are definitely not oh, yes. happy. Yes.
3: Yes. Yes. Angry spirits. Um, we were in the Harry Low House, mm-hmm. and we had a spirit tell us it wanted us to leave. Mm -hmm. And it was, we we were all quiet in a circle and I had my, my trumpet, which is a cylinder metal Mm -hmm. tube Mm -hmm. and it, and it looks like a cone and Mm -hmm. spirit uses it um, to either speak to you or it moves it around. And you can see the ectoplasma, which is the smoky energy. It looks like smoke coming from the top of it. Mm -hmm. And we had it in the circle of the, the center of our circle and we were asking, "Do you want us to leave?" And we all heard there was twenty of us down there. Heard definitively, <sighs> like, like a you know when a teenager's fed up with you. Yeah, you yeah. Have that long, slow sigh. It was clear as a bell, and I think they have it on recording. I think Shannon has it on Spectral's website. And we're like, mm-hmm. "Okay, we're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you want us gone? We're out of here. Okay." So totally we left. Not
2: like the movies. <clears throat> no, no. <laughs> okay, no, yeah.
3: But we had a lot of interaction in that place. That place is really, really highly haunted. We had that mm-hmm. place for a few hours. We had incredible mm-hmm. stuff happening with my dowsing rods and the pendulums. It was really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. So but I've been how hit can... and, oh, pushed sorry, and shoved. Mm-hmm. So you want to know about negative energies? I'm sorry. We'll Yeah, yeah back go. Yeah, please go. Yep, yeah, yeah. I've, Clearing out a house, I had one of them pull my hair. I had sh- had him shove, a man shove me in the back really, really hard. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the worst I've ever encountered. Oh, mm-hmm. no. When I cleared out somebody's house, I had them, they uh, rattled dishes at me. That kind of unnerved me for a half a second. Mm-hmm. I was closing an energy. There was a,
1: mm-hmm.
3: I don't know, a portal, whatever you want to call it, and a, a bad place, a bad energy vortex. And I needed to shut it down because it was sucking Mm -hmm. the life out of somebody. Right. And as I was getting it to close, it wasn't very happy with me. And it rattled all the dishes in the china cabinet. And I'm really glad that the lady of of the house had gone upstairs and didn't hear this Mm -hmm. because it unnerved me. If it would have unnerved her and she would have reacted, I wouldn't have been able to shut it down the way I did because it would have fed off of her energy. And I just said, you stop that. You stop that right now. I'm not afraid of you. And it stopped, and I shut it all down.
2: Right. Well, you mentioned a bad energy vortex. In my head, I'm picturing like a little bl- black hole, and there's something like that. But what exactly is a I bad guess, energy vortex?
3: Well, again, renovating a house,
2: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> the house renovation opened up something, and it was sucking the life very, very slowly out of this woman. Actually, it was right. my mother. It was my mother. So she had this okay. energy,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and she never told me about it. And I was never in the house long enough to, to, to feel it. Right. And then she was getting more and more depressed, more and more depressed, more and more depressed. Mm-hmm. Well, she went to see another psychic friend of mine who said, why aren't you asking Mary to clear that out for you? And my mother was shocked that she knew about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So I went in and I shut it all down. And it was it was a certain spot of her house mm-hmm. where when I did tap into it, okay, here we go. It was wow. it was making things move in her house. It it, it was kind of like you know Point Pelee has those those lines, those energy lines yeah. where you can sit there, and Sedona has them too. Those energy you can feel. I don't know if it's you, magnetic lines or whatever, but it was kind of like that. It was just a spot. It wasn't a ghost. Mm-hmm. It was like like somebody had opened a door
1: mm-hmm.
3: and. It was sucking the life through this 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 I don't know sinking hole or some kind of weird and it was a circle, it, and right. it looked like it looked like, um, psychically speaking, it looked like a little little tornado, a little a little whirlpool,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and I had to close it up. I had to fill it with light and close it up. And I know it sounds very very strange, but those dishes rattled at me, and for a half second,
2: mm-hmm. I
3: felt my stomach weird.
2: And then it shut down.
3: And then I shut it down. I made the dishes stop rattling, and I shut it down. I didn't show fear. Right. But I well, wanted it, to. I'm telling you right now, I wanted to run out of the house. Scared. Mm-hmm. It scared the crap out of me to have those dishes rattled.
2: Why, would, they showing, all rattled at me? Yeah. Why would showing fear make any difference? I, I, I'm sorry, because if it's not sentient, if it's not aware, if it's just a hole, sh- showing fear wouldn't affect it, would it?
3: Uh, it would have given it energy. It would have given this energy, this negative sucking, life-sucking energy. Okay. And it would have made it stronger. Hmm. I wouldn't have been able to close it down the way that I did. Right. Because okay. it took a lot out of me to close it down. Right. I know it's very, very hard to understand, and it's very, very strange. mm mm-hmm. Because I had never, I'd never dealt with this any before. So I was going in here like, I hope I can do this. Mm-hmm. I didn't, and I didn't tell my mom that. Right. I just went in and figured I have to fix this. This is my mother. I have to fix this. Right, yeah. So I was going Definitely. in blind, just like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to try. Because I have mm. never come across this before, ever. Right. But so far, wow. so good. She seems fine now.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm glad to hear it.
3: Yeah, thank God.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. But it was well, like
3: being around somebody who's very, very negative,
2: who's mm-hmm.
3: who's just sucking the life out of you. That's what this, this spot or hole, I don't even know how to describe it,
1: mm-hmm.
3: was like this just blob of energy, this blob of right. negative sucking, almost like a magnet sucking everything out of you because it got to the point where she wouldn't want to go out, and it was just terrible.
2: Mm, I believe it. So, in some cases, then depression or some of these problems are actually being caused by spiritual ailments as opposed to physical ailments.
3: It could be, yeah. Yeah, and some of the people that are treated for schizophrenia and stuff are actually people that are possessed.
2: So, possession is real. People can get possessed.
3: Absolutely. It's very, very hard to happen. And the average person, it won't happen to. But if you're weak-minded and you're dabbling into something you shouldn't be... Or messing with drugs. Yes, those are th- three things that can make things very easy for you to, to tap into. You start messing with Ouija boards. You start messing with things you shouldn't be messing with. And mm. you're weak-minded. And puberty is also another another very vulnerable age for that right. kind of stuff to happen to. Oh,
2: I see. So some teens that get involved in that stuff are actually opening themselves up to real problems.
3: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm. So there you go, kids. Don't mess with Ouija boards.
3: Seriously. It makes me crazy that they sell them at, at toy stores. They're not a toy. They are not a toy. They're very dangerous because you're attracting, especially if you're not doing stuff with prayer, you're playing with that kind of stuff. You're going to attract lower energy beings, beings Mm -hmm. that are closer to the earth. So people that were drug addicts, people that were, were alcoholics that that don't know that they're dead or that are very angry and hanging on to something. So you're going to attract that. You don't mm. want that around your child. You might as well just throw your child on the internet and sell them into slavery. You know what I mean? It's, it's equal to that.
2: Okay. Mm. Okay. Luckily, usually nothing happens, but even if there's a 5% chance, it's not worth taking it.
3: No, I don't, I don't even play with the Ouija board and I know what I'm doing.
2: Mm. Really? Ouija boards can actually be that dangerous? Wow, you I had no don't idea.
3: Have, you don't have the control. I have done seances,
2: mm-hmm. but
3: I have control over that. I control who comes in.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I control all of it when I do a seance. With a Ouija board, you can't control who you're talking to, and they can fake you out.
2: Right. Hmm. Okay. I
3: what? don't trust them. Scary. I don't play with any of that stuff.
2: Now, sort
0: of kind of coming at this sideways mm-hmm. um there's a theory talking about like uh say a haunting and i'm I'm wondering what your take is mm-hmm. that some sometimes if you've got like say like a, a haunted area a haunted house what there there's a theory that it's not necessarily a consciousness that's haunting it, but you get i I've seen the term an echo yeah that it's 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 just like um like a non sentient emotion or a fragment of, say, the will of the person who is attached to that. Mm-hmm. It's sort of an idea. So you, so you would say that that's a, that's a thing, too?
3: Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, residual, residual haunting is what they call that.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So, like, even if you go to the concentration camps, there may not mm-hmm. be ghosts there, but that energy is there. You can feel it. That is what is similar to that right so something horrible happened there doesn't necessarily mean that the person that died there is still there no but that energy of what happened there so you had a horrific murder you had a horrific rape you had something awful awful fire but you feel that pain the pain stayed the emotion stayed but the ghosts are gone or the 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 people are gone so yeah you can have that too
0: 'Cause I, I think this gets back to uh what Rob was saying about say the, the haunting, like if something's there and somebody's say afraid, that uh what, what what can happen is um that energy, like that emotion
3: Oh they
1: feed um, off it.
0: Yeah, it resonates, it builds and I've also um there's also theories that what can happen is a spiritual entity isn't necessarily um they're not necessarily strong and powerful. So you might have, say, a haunting that's a weaker, like a weaker spirit or this ambient energy that if there's a lot of fear, that fear kind of synchronizes and builds.
3: Yep. Yeah, hmm. just like the any kind of frenzy. Anytime you have that kind of energy frenzy. And I'll use Hitler for an example. Look at the momentum he gained with his charisma. It's mm-hmm. the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Any of that kind of energy, be it negative, be it positive, you build that up and, and you make everybody follow along and you can p- make people feel things that they, they're not really even feeling.
2: Mm-hmm. Is is that where the whole, like, I know some evangelical churches, they get to, to the whole speaking oh in tongues thing. Oh my
3: God, don't <laughs> even get me started on that. Because if it was real, mm-hmm. then somebody in that congregation would speak that language and would be able to verify what you're saying. I'm sorry. But blah 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 is not speaking in tongues. Forgive me, I don't mean to be flippant.
2: Okay, sure. Go ahead.
3: But it's if it were real, would would you not have something to verify it by? Why why would God have somebody be touched and nobody be able to understand what he's saying? It God's doesn't mom. make any
2: sense. Unless no. God's a jerk. <laughs> God could be a jerk. It doesn't what if make God was sense? one of us? Mm. Yeah,
3: there you go. Just a slob like one of us? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I know that song too. That's hilarious. But does does it make any sense? Like if you have to use your common sense, and that's where people make me crazy because they don't use any common sense. Think! Just like saying that Jesus Christ is blonde and blue-eyed. Mm-hmm. He was born in the Middle East. What do Middle Eastern yeah. people look like? Mm, I don't know anybody who's blonde and blue-eyed. Mm. Born well, in, in Jerusalem, there's, there's or Bethlehem, also... or in the Middle East. How could he be blonde and blue-eyed? Well, he's not the Son of God.
2: Muslim. Yeah.
3: No, come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Come on. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just not buying it. Mm. Well, there there yeah. is
0: though. Um, if I can play non-devil's advocate, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Go. There's also the idea because when you start talking about spiritualism, you start getting into um, the nature of consciousness, Mm -hmm. which, if you look at scientifically, we only have kind of like a toe hole on, and a lot of this and a lot of say like the uh, the 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 frenetic evangelicals, the the ecstatic religious rituals, it kind of taps into an idea that a lot of us are more familiar with from um, sports Mm -hmm. that if you study say like martial arts especially they talk about concentration yes. and focus but mm-hmm. every sport talks about that they talk about wanting it more they talk about drive it's if mm. it's it's a nebulous concept that we're all kind of aware of and if you get into any kind of like physically aggressive team thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: there's this this morale like they they say in the military morale is everything cuz it mm-hmm. builds and it's this idea of, of, again, what the ecstatic energy, which mm-hmm. you could argue that when you when you get somebody at at, at like a, a revival that I think it's glossolophia, Gl- the speaking in tongues, that mm-hmm. what's happening is they've tapped into this 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 energy, except it's not directed and it comes out as babbling because essentially for a little bit that much energy breaks the circuit and breaks their brain.
3: Hmm. Okay, I'll give you that much, but if it yeah. was real and it was really directed by God, hmm. somebody would be able to understand what that person was saying. It could and
0: then that gets to the idea too that um that you run into again talking about spirituality and consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um if you did have one of these 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 events um for lack of a better word I'll say mystical events,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you how would you know where that came from like is it god is it coming from ourselves is it an outside ambient energy or influence it's it's difficult to peg that down because we don't have a lot of experience with that Mm -hmm. at least the the average person doesn't Mm -hmm. that's true
3: but if it was real Hmm. and it did come from you and it did come from god it's all connected if it was real
2: right if you're going with the idea that we're all pieces of god again going back mm-hmm. to buddhism and hinduism and such that we're all just pieces of god anyway
3: yeah
2: um and that god is like the, the universal life force that kind of thing mm-hmm. which again
0: could just be the name that we're giving we're we're giving kind of after the fact to something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because this this is where it gets difficult cuz um when you talk about like uh like I'll call it consciousness but you could talk about soul you could talk about spirit yeah we don't mm-hmm. we don't know what it is it's it's not entirely measurable
1: um, nope. it
0: it it does stuff we can't predict, and in some ways it's it's the problem of the person in the sandbox doesn't have the full view of the sandbox, the person out of it. Mm-hmm. But the people who finally get out of the sandbox don't generally come back that much to tell us about it
2: that's true mm-hmm. um except in Mary's case, Mary's talking to them
3: mm-hmm. yeah yeah but they haven't I haven't had a lot of experience with them coming back to tell me what it's like for them. The only experience mm-hmm. I've had is that i'm I'm okay yeah.
2: right. So they can only text then maybe send Twitter messages
3: and it could be I, <laughs> and maybe it's just that enough time hasn't passed either
1: That's because true.
3: time is is subjective, right right And our time is very different than their time. so maybe in the next five or ten years somebody will have enough energy because it takes a lot of energy to communicate.
1: Mm-hmm. It takes a
3: lot of energy for me to be able to communicate with them. It exhausts me. And then they have to come down. I have to meet them kind of in the middle. So who knows? Maybe in the next 10 years, the next five years, somebody will come through and say, hey, this is what happened. Maybe mm-hmm. it's still too fresh, too new. Who knows? Yeah. Could It, all,
0: it, it also seems it's that idea. Um, if you talk about anybody who contacts the living from whatever comes after... Mm-hmm. It does. It does seem to be that idea. There has to be unfinished business. There has that that makes that connection. Because even saying, yes. "Just tell them all, I'm all right," that's that connection. That has nothing to do with with the other side. That
2: seems more like wrapping up loose ends here.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: That's true. Yeah, they just send back, "Yeah, everything's okay," and then they but they won't tell us what it's like over there,
0: or mm-hmm. they can't or they can't Yeah, they, they can't. They need that yeah. corporeal connection. They need that something that keeps that little bit of will trapped mm-hmm. in in the uh, the physical world as it were.
3: Maybe. Right. But there are books out there that have channeled what happens when you die. Okay. I just have not had the first-hand experience of having one of them tell me. I mm-hmm. haven't had mm-hmm. a chance to channel any of that yet, but I've read about it. Other mediums that have have Maybe dedicated more time, um, mm-hmm. more more years. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not ready yet. Maybe I'm not strong right. enough yet. Who knows? It's not an exact science, and I don't yeah. I don't have a definitive answer for you.
2: Yeah. Right No, would you want to? Like absolutely. I, that sounds...
3: Oh my god! Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Because I meditate in in what's called a cabinet. It's a little closet mm-hmm. covered covered with a blanket, so that I just sit in a chair raising mm-hmm. a lot of energy. And underneath my chair, I have a basket with mm-hmm. one of the recipe cards, pencils and pens, so that if mm-hmm. somebody wants to write to me while I meditate, they mm-hmm. can write to me, and it's covered with black velvet. And then my trumpet is beside me on the floor. Now, I've had the trumpet move mm-hmm. around on the floor. I've heard it move, but I haven't had it lift up for me, for them to talk to me yet. So it takes a long time. It's it's a long,
1: mm-hmm.
3: long, long process like this is very slow it doesn't happen overnight right and we want everything instant we want everything instant well it's not going to work that way you can't force this kind of stuff it takes years i (laughs) I haven't even scratched the surface yet and i've been doing it 18 years
2: right so now i'm going to ask you something that this is this might be very uncomfortable but this is yeah and you don't have to answer this okay if you don't want to and that but but has doing all this actually affected your perception of your own mortality, of your yes. own, you know, death? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how so?
3: I'm not afraid at all.
2: Not in the slightest?
3: Mm-mm. Not at all. Okay. Hmm. No. Doesn't I, mean that, that makes sense. I doesn't mean that... Of course. But, but me, when it comes for my time, I'm okay with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And I guess, I'm
3: okay with other people hmm. passing too, much more okay now than I've ever been in my life. I don't right. find it as sad. Yeah, I'm going to miss being able to talk to them face to face, but I know that hmm. if I really want to communicate with them, all I have to do is think about them.
2: Right. Hmm. That makes sense. Um, and yeah, I can see where knowing or being aware that there's an afterlife would make things much more comfortable I yes. mean, but at the, but at the same time, I mean, you know, we miss a friend when they move away or something Absolutely. like that. We know they're still out there, yeah. but that we still we, we still feel that sense of loss.
3: Yeah. Absolutely, and that's normal. That's human.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. hmm. All right. So, um, going back then. Sorry to jump around a little bit, no, but going cool. back then to um, the ideas of let's say some one of our listeners is just is renovating their new antique house that they bought and there's some weird <laughs> stuff going on in said antique house. Besides contacting maybe a local uh, psychic research group or whatever, that is there anything they can do to protect themselves or to clean the house themselves?
3: Absolutely. Sage is always a really good idea. Before you do renovations,
2: as mm-hmm. soon as
3: you move into the house, first to begin, have it blessed. Have right? it blessed okay. by somebody because then you'll know right off the hop if there's something that comes out use hmm. sage sage your whole house it's right? it's a good cleaning it's it's antiseptic anyways so it's good physically for you it's also good metaphysically for you
2: Go are we talking house. sprinkling it around or this, what
3: the seed this uh sage sticks you burn them right okay you burn it over a plate and just walk around with it because you don't want the ashes to start a fire so just hold the plate right, yeah you can buy these sage sticks at any um metaphysical stores they're really, really, you can order them online. There's lots of places that sell them. They're very inexpensive. I think it's three bucks, but it's mm-hmm. it's good. It just cleans the house out metaphysically and physically. And then you can surround your house with white light. You can do your own prayer work depending on what you believe in and talk to whatever energy. If you feel like there's an energy in your house, talk to your energy, have contact with it. I know it sounds mm-hmm. silly, but make friends. Right. Explain what you're going to do. Tell them how much you, if you feel like there's somebody in your home, explain Mm -hmm. to them what you're going to do. I know it sounds silly. Tell them you want to make the house beautiful, that you appreciate the house, that you Mm -hmm. love the house, but you just want to make some adjustments and, and do it in a sense of peace and love. Mm -hmm. You may find it's a lot better that way. And if you still find things are bad, then you're going to have to call somebody to come clear it out. Mm -hmm. But if you do things very respectfully, just like when I go into a home, I'm going to investigate Mm
1: -hmm.
3: before I step in, I introduce, and I'm doing this all in my, you know, telepathically. I introduce myself. I come in humbly. I come in respectfully. I don't just tromp around
1: Mm -hmm.
3: and and be disrespectful. I come in very respectfully because that way there you set a rapport. Mm -hmm. So even if this is somebody who's very angry they kind of take a step back to go, oh, okay, you're not coming in here to be raging bull. Let's see what's going on. So they might not attack me so quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just a good report. It's like dealing with with a bully. It's like dealing with people. Like they're still people. They're still that person. So how do you deal with somebody? You be respectful. You don't just come in pounding your chest. You know what I right. mean? So you're mm-hmm. you're introducing yourself to a stranger. Hello, my name is blah blah blah. I'm here blah blah blah. Hmm.
2: It,
3: it works for me. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Okay. Well, yeah, I can see that. Um, and you would want to be respectful towards them. Um, yeah. Positive they're energy. Still, That's what it's, still, it's all about.
3: Yeah. There's still energies. There's still they still feel things. They still sense things. They still know things. Just because they don't have a physical body, they could still hurt you. Hmm. They can, th- if they've they've raised enough kinetic energy, they can throw things at you. They can move things, you know, depending on their mm. level. So you need to be respectful, just like dealing with a bully. A bully could take a swing at you. You need to be respectful and just kind of wait and watch.
2: Right.
0: Because it's interesting too. Um, when you when you talk about stuff like that, if I can play, uh, I guess this mm-hmm. time around it's the uh, the devil is imaginary's act uh, advocate here. It's also the idea that you'll get from a, from a lot of philosophies that that sort of thing, um, even if you don't believe in, in a spirit as an entity, when you move into a new space, you do something like that, you do a cleansing ritual, and it purifies you and syncs mm-hmm. you up with, with the space. Like that's, um, yeah. people know about, say, mm-hmm. uh, like a, a feng shui yep mm-hmm. It's something people are familiar with because that that was a uh a, a pretty popular thing a bit ago but it's it's also that idea of synchronizing the environment to yourself even, even if you don't believe there's a sentience there mm-hmm.
3: that's a really good idea
0: because that even gets to uh say uh cognitive psychology mm-hmm. this idea of 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 if you don't believe in the spiritual at all it's the idea of Something that synchronizes you with your environment. It makes you comfortable. It, it 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 establishes in your mind that sense. I don't necessarily want to say of dominance, but of of pertinence. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like staking claim to your environment.
3: Hmm. Without being mm-hmm. aggressive and and strong, mm-hmm. but you're being uh, for you're being forceful without being aggressive.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: You're, you're dominating ability, the environment yes, mm-hmm. without being aggressive. Right. It's a yeah. gentle, gentle setting yourself into it.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Kind of like putting bad house, bad house. The water.
3: Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without uh jumping right into ice cold water.
0: Because <laughs> that's the same thing too with um with even people who who don't go in for spirituality at all. You'll hear Express the idea that it doesn't feel like a home until I put up my painting of whatever that yes mm, it, mm. It's, it's that 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 cognitive set it's it's uh, yes it's 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 a uh, i don't know how to explain it
2: you're imprinting yourself on the house
0: yeah an environment the house on yourself yeah mm-hmm. depending on whether you subscribe to the spiritual the psychic or the strictly psychological theory of that sort of thing
2: right mm-hmm. you're synchronizing yourself with it you're uh-huh. basically yeah so, okay i can see that Hmm. Uh, wh- whatever it is you know, you in the house basically the house has energy it has the energy presumably of the builders and the mm-hmm. people that might have lived there before and everything and you have to basically mesh yourself with it and come be, make yourself in tune with it uh-huh. yeah and um Actually, there's that leads to an interesting question, Mary. So, do objects also come with spirits or energy attached to them?
3: They can, yeah, absolutely. You'd be careful from buying things at an antique store.
2: That's what I was just <laughs> going to say. So, isn't isn't the great Canadian tradition of garage sailing? Isn't that something that's actually a little bit on the dangerous side? Then
3: you you got to be careful with what you pick up. Make sure you touch it really well before you buy it. Because you don't know what you're bringing into your house. You could bring anything. I had to clear a house out for that. One of the ladies brought something back from Toronto.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I don't know it's what from it was. Toronto, yeah. Spirit energy that she brought back. We had to clear the whole house.
2: Wow, okay.
3: Yep, yep. from a little mask she bought. She bought um, from a little shop. I don't know. It was a little African mask or something. She brought it back and Whoa. Things started moving in her house, and oh yeah, we had to go clear that out.
2: Wow, sounds like a horror movie.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So be careful. Be careful what you bring in your house.
0: Yeah, hmm. ne- never buy creepy old dolls.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. <laughs>
2: yeah, never buy creepy old dolls. Stay away um, from
3: Raggedy Ann dolls because you know oh. <laughs> it wasn't a china doll; it's really a Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah. Did you see the real Annabelle? No, we um. We read the
0: the book. I don't know if Rob remembers this, but uh, Towers, a Towers friend of ours had the mm-hmm. book, and we all had a turn reading it. And yeah, that Raggedy Ann doll thing. That the movie doesn't do it,
2: I guess, injustice.
3: No. So no. It was the real stuff. So can that you can happened. you be more clear?
2: You better tell our audience what you're talking about. the
3: The movie Annabelle with the uh, Lorraine Warren. Mm-hmm. Lorraine Warren is an incredible, incredible medium uh, site. Psychic, and she was a demon, demonologist. So she right. has done incredible things. Now her husband's name was um, Ed. He's passed mm-hmm. away since then. But the movie *The Conjuring* is based on them too. Mm-hmm. So that's their okay. work early on. Now Annabelle is a doll, and they made mm-hmm. a movie of it. They made the movie *The Scary Porcelain Doll*. No, Annabelle's a big old rag doll. Mm-hmm. Right. but they have her locked up in a case and they bless mm-hmm. it they bless it once a week to keep right. her locked up because she is locked, do not open that case because this doll is incredibly possessed
1: mm-hmm.
2: right
3: and wow. the movie so... didn't do it any justice for the horror that this doll This that the energy that's attached to this doll they can't seem to break it so they have it locked right.
2: up and so that doll really exists. This yes. is a real doll that's yeah. sitting in a case somewhere mm-hmm. that they're, they're playing over. Huh. Yeah. Wow.
3: Yeah, they keep it locked up. Apparently, they have a whole room full of stuff that they've collected. And in conjunction with that, there's also John Zaffy, who is the haunted mm-hmm. collector. Have you seen that program on TV? Mm-hmm. No. Well, I've met him. Mm-hmm. And I've seen some of his artifacts. And they're pretty freaky. Mm-hmm. Because he I goes in. That. And Mm -hmm. people will say, this thing is haunted, this piano, this, this doll, this, this uniform. And they've had, um, one young girl bought, um, an old army jacket. Mm -hmm. Well, all of a sudden she started getting sick. Crazy stuff started to happen to her because she wanted to wear this army jacket. This really cool army jacket. And -hmm. I have pictures. I have pictures of that stuff because I met them all. Uh, John Zaffy. I have pictures of that jacket. Mm -hmm. Um, So he came in and he checked it all out and he took it from her and he does some kind of thing with it. I think with salt and with prayer Mm -hmm. ritual and holy water, some of the stuff he's actually had to bury because Mm. it's so bad. And he has to Mm -hmm. bury it where nobody can find it in one doll. In fact, the police came because they saw him throw it off the bridge. They thought it was a person. (laughs) Right. But he wanted to sink it in a deep, deep river so nobody would ever come across it again. But he had to. Right. The police were involved in this whole. So he told this really so funny then, story about it. But yeah, he goes in and it's actually a program. He's called Haunted Collector and his name is John Zaffy. And he's mm-hmm. got a whole property, a whole big, big, huge barn that he keeps all these things in mm-hmm. that aren't so bad. But the really bad stuff has to be buried, burned or drowned
2: that still sounds like not a good thing it's like you're sticking all these like demonically possessed artifacts in one place that there's no way that, that can work out well
3: well his wife won't let them bring him in the house so like oh, that so he, he he figures he's cleared them cleared them all and then he brings it back to him brings it back and, and it's all in this this place that he's got all safe with salt or whatever the ritual he does mm. to keep it all To keep it all safe and locked up, I wouldn't want that stuff in my house.
2: No, (laughs) you can't bring that in the house, dear. That's just not happening. No,
3: no. But he's a really nice guy. I met him a couple years ago. Really, really nice guy. But yeah, he's he's got some funny stories, some Mm. scary stories. But you can watch his program. It was a TV show, The Haunted Collector. Yeah,
2: I've never heard of it before. And he's just this little
3: guy from. I think he lives in in New York somewhere, yeah. but he's really cute. He's just this little guy, this old mm-hmm. guy, really nice man. But yeah, I've got some pictures of the stuff. I can I can send you those pictures, Don. <laughs> can you imagine a, a few Porsche. pictures?
0: Yeah. Imagine a guy that inherits his property when like he dies. Yeah, well,
3: his daughter does it with him, so his daughter's involved in all this stuff. But his wife doesn't want anything to do with it, so he has <laughs> bet, to keep yeah. it all out in this back building. On the back of their property, because his wife's like, you are not, you're not bringing this in my house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although really, I don't know what the difference is. If it's 100 feet away, it's still in the vicinity. So if there's energy mm-hmm. attached to it, it's going to move around. Yeah, it, it, it can. I don't know. It's... I guess. I don't know unless it's really, really attached to the article. I wouldn't take that yeah. chance.
2: No, I wouldn't myself. either. No, well, be 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 interesting if he, every time he goes to the back barn, everything is moved, everything's <laughs> in different places every time he goes back.
3: He's ne- he never said anything about that, but you know why not, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
3: But it's all cataloged. It's all it's all locked up. Uh, but I like have a... pi- I've seen pictures of Annabelle, and that's really freaky.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: She's in a lock case with a big sign: "Do not open." <laughs> And they have wow. a priest come out every week, I think it's every week, and bless mm-hmm. this thing, so she's has to stay in it. Yeah,
0: cause that's but a I would have
3: burned that too. I would have burned it, I would have buried it, burned it, whatever I had to do. I mean, get a backhoe and really dig it like <laughs> 50 feet in the ground and bury it and burn it. I don't know. Cause I, I the problem is next week it. you'd
2: find it in your bed. Yeah.
3: If I, you burned I, it? I don't know.
2: Y- <laughs> Maybe I thought they did. You I buried say, it. Yeah, I, th- I thought they did
0: try to destroy it, and something really, really odd happened, and that's why they decided to just lock it up.
3: I, something with their daughter. Something happened with their daughter with this yeah. doll. It did it attacked their daughter or something. Well, because it, mm-hmm.
0: it would scratch people.
3: Yeah. That
0: you'd get near well, more this than
3: that. One one woman committed suicide because of the doll.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That oh that 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 story in the book because it was uh. If I remember, the first time they had a problem is they had it blessed,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: when they they came back, it was praying. It was in like kneeling, like it was praying, and they couldn't get it out of that position. And it's right and all. It has no rigid parts at yeah. all in it.
3: And the priest died okay. too. The priest got in a car accident. Like all kinds of crazy stuff happened. <clears throat>
0: yeah. At, at that point, I'm like, guess who's going on eBay? This is yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: Who wants a cursed doll? Yeah. Ooh, no, ooh, if I set it on fire. I would have burned it. Put it in a mm. big metal cage and burn it.
2: Yeah.
3: Lock, mm. it, lock the cage and burn it. Yeah.
2: But if you do that, maybe you might be unleashing something that's attached to it, though. That's the problem. It might move to something yeah. else. Maybe. True. Remember, that's just mm. its physical yeah. anchor, but if you, if you take away its anchor, who knows, right?
3: Yeah, that's yeah. true. I don't know. I don't know enough about that stuff. I haven't studied a whole lot about it i don't want to know i don't want to be involved in any of that crap Mm -hmm.
2: Mm. yeah it's fun to talk about but not to experience
3: no i don't think i would like that at all it was enough what i saw in boston that was enough
0: Mm. yeah because there's for 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 most traditions there's if you're gonna do something like burn something like that Mm -hmm. you have to oh shoot i can't remember exactly because that's where the well, a lot of times what you'll do is you'll set it up and then they do mm-hmm. the ring of salt. Yeah. Yeah. And and well, that the, there's
3: salt all the way around the doll.
0: Yeah. But if you're destroying it and you use an iron, it has to be like a cold iron cage. I don't know. Yes, sounds about right. Yeah, there's cuz there's different there's different traditions. That's that's why if you ever if you ever see um like an actual say like exorcism or that, there's usually mm-hmm. more than one person because you set up like a barrier and that's yes. what it's for so stuff yep. doesn't get away
3: yeah you have to have at least two because
0: mm-hmm. there was uh, mm-hmm. there was somebody else there was another one like the uh, the haunted collector and I remember this from years ago that mm-hmm. it was a uh, they had a problem with, with a, it was a spirit in a house that mm-hmm. the family would keep moving and it followed them and he managed to get it away from the family but it started following him oh great yeah
3: wasn't that chip coffee with paranormal state
0: oh i don't know i remember like i read about it this this would have been back in like the early 80s
3: Oh, okay then it's not him because something like that if i'm correct i think that happened on one of those episodes too
0: Mm. yeah and that was Mm -hmm. but it, it couldn't because he was he was uh familiar with this sort of thing it couldn't really do anything except like just sort of be irritating once in a while Mm -hmm. but he could he couldn't get rid of this whatever it was i can't remember yeah it was a long time ago that i read that one Mm
2: -hmm. it just kind of hung out and was annoying yeah okay Hmm. so i guess the 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 takeaway from all this is spirits are just really annoying Sometimes (laughs)
3: Sometimes <laughs> they're just like people. You get good, bad, and ugly, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's true. Actually, there's, and that, that leads to something, though. So, what do spirits look like, Mary? Like, is it? Do you see balls of energy? Do you see people? What do we see exactly?
3: Yes, all of that. It depends on all their that. energy. It depends on my energy. Sometimes I just see an outline. Sometimes mm-hmm. I see a ball of energy. Sometimes I actually see. Uh, a shadow of a whole person. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I see a whole person. There's no, it's, it's, it's always different. Right. And it depends on the person I'm reading. It depends on my energy, the spirit's energy, whoever wants to come through. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they'll come as smells. I'll smell a certain, like a cigarette smell or a pipe smell or a certain perfume or something very definitive that they Mm -hmm. would recognize.
2: Okay, that makes sense. Okay, I can so see something, not, some scent that's associated the with them.
3: Absolutely, a lot, a lot yeah. of time they come with smells.
2: Right. So when you can actually, well, let's say, times when you can actually see a person, would they look like they would when they died, or would they look like they were when they were alive?
3: They look like, like they when would I'm... when when they're alive, and they look okay. um, misty. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not always completely solid. I've only seen completely right. solid a couple times. Right. And usually if they're completely solid, I'll catch them out of the corner of my eye. I had a whole conversation downstairs in Main Bank when I was a banker mm-hmm. with who I thought was my supervisor, Tim.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I saw this man in a black suit, solid man in a black suit, and I was right. at my computer so I could see him mm-hmm. out of the corner of my right eye, and I had mm-hmm. a full-on conversation. Now, he wasn't talking. I was talking. Right. And then when I turned around, he was gone and then I was like, okay, wait a minute. I'm down here by myself.
2: Right. Who is that? Yeah. Mm. But it
3: happened that Tim also had a black suit on that day. And mm-hmm. I thought I was having a conversation with Tim. Right. And I used to have lots of experience in the casino. Lots, 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 lots. Especially working midnights.
0: Well, cause, yeah. Because there are a lot of people there that mm-hmm. uh, they mm-hmm. claim to, to see things like in the basement. Mm-hmm. Like where, like where most of the banks in that are. That a lot of even people who don't profess to have any kind of like ability at all. They'll <clears> see <throat> people in the banks out of the corner of their eye, or they'll see somebody it looks like they walk into the office and nobody's there and that happens a lot.
2: <laughs> now, is this the result of the location where the casino was built?
3: That's possible. or do you just
2: mm-hmm. or is it just that so many people die in the casino?
3: Yep. <laughs> that too. And who knows? Well, who was there two hundred years ago, three hundred years ago?
1: Yeah, right.
3: So, uh, you know, and there were. There's a lot of people that have died in there. A lot of people don't want to eat. They're diabetic. They keel over.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, not just that, but you get a lot of older customers in that. So right, they yeah. they have they they have uh, they have like people uh, dying. Of, mm-hmm. Well, I would, wouldn't say all the time, but it's 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 often enough a lot. Yeah, it's, it's often enough that they know how to deal with it right away. Yeah. You'll see the security. Do you guys have your own medical team at the casino? Oh,
3: yeah, well, the security.
0: Yeah, you'll see them running with the crash bags every now and then. And that's what it, it usually mm. is. Somebody either got right. passed out or somebody died in, a, in the hotel. But that happens Oof. anywhere you get a lot of like uh, like customers like that.
2: That's true. Yeah. But you would think, though, that if they were dying in the hotel, let's say the hotel portion, you wouldn't see them down in the basement in the bank, though, because there's no connection there. They'd be theoretically up in the rooms or something like that.
3: Yeah. Well, it depends on where they would see the light, right? I mm. attract
2: mm-hmm. That's true.
3: I've had experiences in the gift shop where I work now. I've had things move.
2: Mm. Right.
3: And I wasn't the only one that saw it.
0: And and don't forget too that uh, downstairs in the banks is where the money is stored, so they would be
3: right. attracted to that, right? Yeah, gamblers. Like that would...
0: And then you have to remember, like the Windsor area, especially uh, the casinos at the waterfront, during like, right. like during the War of eighteen twelve, this was a major hot spot for fighting. Yes, it was. Yeah, so, so there was all kinds of like horrible action that happened at the uh, at the riverfront, and some of that could be echoing to to this day
3: absolutely quite likely yeah yeah absolutely Mm. so yeah so like i said who knows who was here 200 300 400 years ago
0: Mm -hmm.
1: even
3: before that
0: yeah because one of the weirdest things in town is if you visit and go wandering you'll end up like in the back of an alley and there'll be a pedestal with a war memorial in the back of an like a random alley and it's because Way back when, like, you know, 150, 200 years ago, there was a big fight there. And this was actually, and now it's just behind a restaurant somewhere, but. Hmm.
2: Well, it's the nature of having a historical town.
3: That is true.
0: That and Windsor is a messed up place, so.
3: (laughs) This is also true.
0: Yeah, I Mm. I believe the technical term is high strangeness.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yes, this is true. I believe
2: that. Yeah. I believe that.
3: Hmm. But you still, Don, you still have to tell Rob what you said to me about my book the other day.
2: Oh, oh yeah. You guys mentioned a book before the interview. Please yeah. tell me about this. You have
3: to oh. tell him what you said to me because you cracked me right up.
2: Oh, about which book, book was The book that it?
3: I was carrying around, the spiritualism book.
2: Oh,
0: shoot. I don't remember my, what, 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 I don't remember exactly was, what I it said. It was a
3: book from 1857.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like mm-hmm. a, a first edition of one of these, like,
3: one of Super these occult yeah spiritual
0: manuals yeah
3: yes and mm-hmm. you, you said I was gonna get hit by a car and oh, end yeah. up mm-hmm. when they go digging through my stuff I was gonna end up on one <laughs> of those what kind of show did you say it was
0: or you're gonna end up on one of those like mysterious mystery show cause they're gonna like find that in your book and they'll find like your mm-hmm. rings and stuff and they'll be like then there'll be a movie made out of it
3: well, I was dying mm-hmm. when you said that to me just right. right off the hop like he didn't miss yeah. a beat what yep. book are you reading? Yeah, they're gonna you're gonna get by a car and they're gonna find this in your stuff and you're gonna be on one of those
0: shows. Yeah, you're gonna be an urban legend. Yes, right. that's what it was. Mm. I was 200, dying. Two hundred years from now, kids will see you hiding around the the corner and stuff. Right. Because you're always you're always carrying one of those. I remember because uh, you're a big Alistair Crowley fan, so you're usually going yes. through some of his stuff. Yes, mm.
3: I do like to read. And I have a well, whole metaphysical library.
2: So since you are so well-read in this area, actually, if someone was interested in researching or learning more about this stuff, what books would you recommend they start with? What are like these starter books for learning about this subject?
3: Well, to start with something really easy, I would go mm-hmm. with something by Grace Cook.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: She, channels, she channels White Eagle. And okay. White Eagle is... Um, a spirit energy, who, mm-hmm. um, how can I explain White Eagle? What's the easiest way to explain White Eagle? Oh, brother. Really simple reading, really simple truths, um, mm-hmm. basic spirituality, talking about Christ's white light, the white brotherhood, which I don't mean white people, I mean higher energies is when I talk about mm-hmm. white brotherhood. Um Ascended Masters, as in Buddha, as in um, Krishna, as in Mm -hmm. Christ, that kind of stuff. Um, Anything by Andrew Jackson Davis. Very, very good Mm -hmm. stuff. Anything by Arthur Finley. Anything Mm -hmm. by um, Arthur Conan Doyle. But the White Eagle series is a real simple read. Real, real simple Mm -hmm. read. And it's a good place to start. They're small books. They're still in print. They're mm-hmm. really, really good if you want to open up to spirituality to very simple truths. It's not right. a lot of um, flowery language. It's, mm-hmm. And I'm not saying people aren't intelligent. But it's a lot of just keep it simple right to the point.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
3: And anything by Cahil Gibran. He is a Lebanese poet. And mm-hmm. he's very, very 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 spiritual and incredibly profound
2: mm. Mm. okay so that's that's great. i'll definitely on, make sure to yeah
3: right um, ruth montgomery uh my buddy Alf, uh, alistair crowley you know anything <laughs> mm-hmm. you get your hands on anything that resonates truth with you
2: right mm-hmm. okay start well i'll the, link to all those in the show notes start,
3: yeah. keep it simple start with the bible read the bible if you can understand the bible You can get something Mm. from the Bible, you can go from there.
2: Mm. Mm. Okay, I can see that. Well, or the Bible, or you would obviously that would include then the Quran, then, or the Jewish Torahs, or any Mm. of the religious books. Okay, that makes sense. Um, Based on our conversation so far, it sounds like Hinduism for dummies or Buddhism for dummies might be in order too, if such a book exists anyway.
3: Absolutely, any of those kind of things. Because the stuff I read um, might not necessarily be something they want to read. Um, anything by Mary Summer Rain. She is mm-hmm. um, a native writer, writes very, mm-hmm. very simply Mountains, Meadows, and Moonbeams. is a really. It's written for children, but it's a really basic book to talk about mm-hmm. spirit guides, to talk about astral projection, to talk about the energy mm-hmm. centers. And it's written in a very simple, simple way that anybody can get it. It's mm. a really good okay. place to start.
2: All right. Definitely recommend that. Add that to the and list. It,
3: and it's non denominational, you know, it's not mm-hmm. it doesn't have a spin of Catholicism or Hinduism or anything else. It's just really written simply.
1: Mm.
3: And anything by Doreen Virtue is always really good too, if you want to go into modern modern writers. And mm-hmm. uh, Sylvia Brown books are good too. <clears throat> I didn't learn anything from them because my teacher was better than Sylvia Brown. Forgive me, rest her soul. Right. But it was it was similar to her teaching. What I was already learning. Right. She was she was writing the same thing.
2: Don, any final questions before we move on? I think most of mine have been answered. But have, <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing a lot of the talking.
3: That's okay. okay. It's been awesome all the way around. It's been awesome.
0: Because I would I would add um when you talk about your reading list and, and I'd like to see what your take on this would be one, mm-hmm. one thing I would suggest to people would be uh, um, getting into the Zazen, mm-hmm. which is the, mm-hmm. the meditation and, and what it does. um, It lets you kind of get into your own head without being scared of what's in there.
3: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that would be important because I find um, too many times when people get into like the, the spirit, spiritualism or the metaphysical they're Mm -hmm. doing it because there's something they want and because Mm -hmm. of that they tend to project too much of what they want into what they're picking up yes Mm. yeah and 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 that's where you get like a lot of um like dishonesty you get a lot of Mm. a lot of you buy the magic token for luck and love and stuff like that yes and
1: that
0: and that's why i think part of it too like the zazen especially you can sort of work through that for yourself before ascribing anything to to like a bigger world or to like, like another world or that. And I think that would help a lot of people, too. And that might assuage the kind of things that's bothering them or the kind of desires that are leading them into something that might take them down the wrong road.
3: You know, mm. the best advice I can give anybody is keep it simple. The simple <laughs> route is the best way. Mm. Don't go for all this flowery. When I do my thing, it's simple. What you see is what you get. I don't wear crazy makeup. Mm. I don't wear crazy clothes. It's a real simple table. There's nothing. I don't spray glitter in the air. You know, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Say what you see and that's it. Keep it simple.
1: Right.
3: In anything. Keep it simple. You go off on all this this nonsense and it's like smoking mirrors. No, right. keep it simple.
2: Actually, there's a question. I do have one more question for you before you go. So, <laughs> Okay. So, and I hope this doesn't trigger you, but I'm going to say it anyway. So is there such a thing as fortune tellers? Can people actually tell the future?
3: Well, that's kind of what I do, but fortune mm-hmm. teller is very, very insulting. Okay, why? In my opinion, because mm-hmm. it, it takes me back to old school charlatan gypsies hmm That's what I, I think of when I see fortune teller. I'm not a fortune teller. I'm a spiritual counselor. Ah, okay. Uh, I do see past, present, and future, depending mm-hmm. on what your need is at this moment. I don't get to control what comes right. through. It's not an exact science. So fortune teller is like calling somebody who's a paramedic an ambulance driver. Mm-hmm it's it's kind of it's kind of insulting to me anyways i don't know maybe i should lighten up about it but i it just sets the hair on the back of my neck up don't call me fortune teller Mm
2: -hmm. okay okay i won't (laughs) i'll make sure i you know i just it
3: Mm -hmm. just it's it's for all the work that i put into this i find it insulting
2: Mm -hmm. right right and i know people don't mean it
3: people are Mm -hmm. just naive and people are simple Mm -hmm. and they really don't know and they really don't mean anything by it but it just sets my teeth on edge. It just, you know, I have to just chill for a second before.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's rude. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I can. Okay, <laughs> I understand that now. Um, no, no, so we won't refer to you as that again. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, sweet. yeah, but um, I do have to ask then. So, if you're often telling people about like their future and such, mm-hmm. what does that mean that the future is set? Like, or are you just talking about possible futures? It's like
3: a video game. I get to see one possible ending. Because mm. you are the master of your own destiny. Always, 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 always. So if you change right. one thing, I'm showing you a possible mm-hmm. outcome. Right. If you do this, this will happen. If you do this, you change that. So right. no matter what, it doesn't matter what I say, and I tell them that right from the start, it doesn't mm. matter what I say, you're the master of your own destiny. Just because I say it doesn't make it so.
0: Right. Well, that that kind of gets the the idea of a doppelganger that came up at the beginning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was um, a lot of times because that's more kind of like around like the the Norway kind of th- mm-hmm. area, and mm-hmm. what they say it was is uh, seeing your doppelganger y- was usually a portent of disaster. Yes. And I've I've heard the theory that what happens is because if some horrible event happens to you, it mm-hmm. kind of creates ripples. It, it that shot creates kind of like a spiritual energy and that mm-hmm. energy can it goes back and forth like it, it 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 ripples out through time yeah and what a doppelganger is is you're you're detecting some of these waves of this energy from something horrible coming
3: mm. oh kind of like a buffer a...
2: yeah
3: okay yeah that's very so... interesting
2: that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, you're seeing a you're seeing an echo of yourself being sent back from the spiritual explosion. We'll say in the future. Yeah, it's coming back through time.
3: That's really cool. Because that's if if
0: you're talking about portents of the future, mm. that's another one of them areas that even by our, our scientific understanding, we only have a loose grasp of time.
3: Absolutely. Mm.
0: And that's like I think of this because uh, I had a, a great grandmother that could supposedly, Mm -hmm. she could tell the future. And uh, she'd always said that that was why she was blind, was because we're not supposed to know, and that was God's punishment, that he took away her sight for seeing the future. That's right, Catholic. It is, it is.
3: Well, yeah, Um, I I have a hard time with that. mm
0: -hmm.
3: Because I don't believe that she would be punished for being able to see the future. I think of it as a gift, and mm. I think that is the old Catholic, "I need to be punished" mm. mentality coming back. Because mm. we raised like that right from the get go. You're a bad yeah. kid. You're bad this. You're a bad that. You're, you need to be punished. And they teach you that God wants to punish you. I don't. I don't believe that for a second.
0: Well, the t- two things I'd say that kinda, I won't say mitigate, but add to the yep. conversation. Um, she would. She would use stuff like that like supposedly she was a practicing black witch which meant she'd use her ability to cause harm and for okay well then
3: that makes more sense then
0: (laughs) and there's but there's also the idea like i was saying before that what we ascribe a consciousness to um like we'll call it god or we'll call it a spirit or a demon or whatever that Mm -hmm. it's it's just a projection of our own will Mm -hmm. and if you're doing something that you feel is naughty that your own ability could wage some kind of punishment against you oh, because yes. that's right yeah that's your expectation and that's yeah. what fuels all of this
2: mm.
3: absolutely psychosomatic
2: mm-hmm. yeah you feel you deserve to be punished yeah. so you will be punished
3: mm-hmm. yeah well that makes a lot of sense
0: makes sense mm. and that it can have real world results because if you're mm-hmm. dealing with that high a level of this ambient spiritual energy, it can have physical manifestations which would be imprinted by your own feelings of like guilt or, and or nastiness. Yep. Mm. Yeah. So we
2: really are the masters of our own fate awesome. and creators of our own doom. Except if we totally aren't.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay, on that note, I think we better bring this to a close. So that's a perfect spot, actually. Um, So thank you very much, Mary, for coming on. Thank you,
3: fellas.
2: Thank you. This was wonderful. Yeah, it's been been great talking with you again. And um, it's been great. Uh, I should tell our audience, this is actually our second time (laughs) trying this interview. The first time got eaten up by mysterious circumstances, a a technical issue. At least that's what we're going to go with. Um, And so... The um, So this is our second try with Mary. And actually, I think it's gone actually much better than the first one. It's much more focused and very smooth. Mm. Yes. So and maybe it was a good thing the first version was lost. Who knows? There but it's go. been great to talk with you again anyway, Nice Matt.
3: chatting with you, fellas.
2: Mm. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank so, you. Okay. So thanks, everyone, for listening. And tune in next time, where we'll talk about amazing stuff that you will not believe. And um, we'll find out what it is on the next episode of the Department of Early Affairs. Bye, everyone. Holiday Bye. special. Holiday special. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to hear more or join the conversation, come visit us at obeythedna.com. You can also find us on iTunes or whatever fine podcast site forgot to lock their back door. So until next time, remember that to master the nerdly arts takes time, practice, and enough Coca-Cola to drop a rhino. See ya!